Okay. Cool. Okay. All right, we doing episode one. Let me turn my shit down. My shit is loud. Uh, all right, hello, hello, hello. All right, this is better, I think. Yo, what's up? It's episode one of the CLS podcast. I go by the name of Lane, Lane Bracey. As you know, on Instagram, Lane Bracey. Uh, we got Corey right here with me. Yo, what up? Don Zelly's in the building. What's the deal? Sean Masukawa. What's up? What's going on? <laughs> Alright, we're gonna get into it. Uh on this podcast, um, not just this episode specifically, but um pretty much all the podcast episodes. I wanna get in touch um and talking about uh new music. Uh we'll be talking about just the new local artists coming out, any of the new projects we're working on, um, you know, any other artists that's going on in the city and just you know, all throughout LA and the shit that we're interested in. Are you good? All right, cool. All right, and then, um, yeah, we're just going to get into everything. I want to give a chance for everybody to have a platform and just discussing our interests and the things that we're looking and working towards. And, uh, you know, just give everybody a chance to speak about the things that's going on. So on this episode, I guess we'll just kind of be doing an intro, giving everybody a chance to give a background. Corey, the pilot start with episode. You. Yeah, it's a pilot. <laughs> Off top. So, Corey, uh, we're going to start with you. Uh Give us some background about, you know, yourself. Man, so I'm Corey, Corey Kill from Long Beach. I've been knowing these gentlemen. What's up, Sean? Sean's a nice man, though. Nice <laughs> <Beach, sir. laughs> First time he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've been knowing these guys over 10 years. Uh, you did music together. I'm a music producer, engineer. You give us your back. Tell, tell us about what you worked on, some of the projects recently. Uh, recently. Recently. I've worked on my own project. I have a project, Long Night EP, that's out. I also have... Uh, that's the instrumental EP? Yeah, instrumental. Got some, you know, some guest vocals on it. But uh, Young Dolph is an artist that people, some people know that I've worked with. I worked on the Dumb and Dumber project that was, came out last year. Um, Role Model, his project. Major, it's a song people recognize. was part of that. Um, Eric Bellinger, a few of his projects. Goat. Um, yeah, that's pretty much just to name a few. And then we all started working together. As many of you know, as a CLS, um, once we started working on Don Zelly's music, we we launched the label, the production label, I guess you could say, uh, Cedar Lane Sounds. And that uh, consisted of me, Corey, Zelly, Sean, um, and pretty much everyone else who was involved during that time. We had Nicola also. Um, shout out to Nikki. Shout out to Nikki. Um, and pretty much, you know, just uh, Tay. Can't forget Kamate. Kamate, <laughs> the legend. Um, and that's pretty much how this whole collective started. And then, so I guess we'll take that chance. Zelly, what's going on? <laughs> Still. <laughs> what's the deal? What's the so deal? So we, uh, we pretty much started this journey, what? Shit. What year? Uh, ninth grade, so That's I was 15, 2010? I was 15, going to 16. Me and Don Zelly actually go back way further than ninth yeah. grade. Yeah. We, was on, we was on tour. Fifth we was, grade. <laughs> grade. We was oh, going to city so, to city. So, <laughs> many no people on the, I, I guess for the people that within the city, they probably know we had uh, ensemble. Yes, sir. We had ensemble, so that was pretty much everybody's first chance to get into doing music and performing. Um, Corey, you was involved in the ensemble too. You was, was you performing? Yeah, I was in the uh, the ensemble. You know, uh, the group. <laughs> was you singing? <laughs> I was. I was singing. I don't think I was a alto. No, I was a soprano. And DeAndre uh, Zelly was a rapper. He was the one going on tour. He was doing the black Men in Black. He had the solo for that. So okay, before we get into that. <laughs> If you don't know about the Men in Black performance during the ensemble, that was pretty much the closing act, and that was like the best performance of all, all the, the shit. lights was off. Like everybody told it was like the biggest show of the whole night. No, so if you got to do the Men in Black performance, that was like you was that nigga. So Zelly, you started your music journey oh, over a decade ago. Oh shit! Yeah, so um, they used to have like little tryouts at, at elementary school, and I didn't really care for the tryouts. I care more about getting out of school, you know, just getting away from class and right. shit. So I'm like, fuck it. You tell me I get to leave school, go this place, that place, that place, and they gonna feed us. 
Uh-huh. So I fucking audition, audition. And then eventually it was like, all right, it's you and this other dude. Um, his name was Justin. So you and Justin, y'all gonna audition for the role. I'm like, I got to audition against him. So, you know, I went up there, whatever. And then it was like, well, you know, you guys are just so good. We're just going to have you guys split. You're going to come do the first verse. He'll do the second verse. I was like, all right, you know, I ain't tripping. So from there and then on out, I think I just caught that like bug of recording. And pretty much the rest is history. I started recording at 15. <laughs> Keep going. No, I'm listening. Oh, shit. I started recording at 15. Um, going to this dude named Jay Garcia's house. And I dropped my first little SoundCloud project. Hey. Now keep going. We vibing. This <laughs> <laughs> is the CLS pod. We vibing. I'm dead. So, did my first project with him. And then from there on out, I ended up doing a second, my second project, which was called 9-5, which got a lot of like notoriety. And 9-5, that was the one that we had initially started. Um, Doing through Tumblr at the time. Yeah. Tumblr yeah. was real popping at the time. Everybody, sure. if you know, you know, you had a Tumblr just popping. And um, that was the first project that you initially launched your music career with. That was your. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Two Minutes Hats, first little project I had. I was pretty much some joking shit, but. Was mm. Swang on that? No, no. Okay. Swang was on my second, my third project. And I think that one was called. DMS, I believe. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. DMS. Yeah. And then, so, okay. So, from there, that was pretty much prior to once we all start working together, mm-hmm. right? And then, um, yeah, once we uh, went from there, we started the CLS. And then we also reached out to Sean. Sean is one of the engineers and producers. Um, as many of you guys know, Sean has worked on a lot of projects. A lot. He's a pretty big name in this uh, music game, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to let him do it himself. So, Sean, get yes, into sir. it. Um, what's, what's going on? Man, you know, just chilling <laughs> in the new studio. Uh, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about, okay, podcast. so, yeah, Sean, Sean's an engineer, uh, guitar, uh, artist, uh, videographer, anything you could think of. He was pretty much has a hand in. So, Sean just recently opened up this studio space that we're currently in uh this is the blue room part two yeah, i guess you could say uh <laughs> revamped <laughs> revamped renovated same thing you know so um Sean, yeah get into uh some of your recent works some of the things that you worked on recently um, in, um your own projects yeah i don't know i mean i've done a lot more engineering this year um than pretty much anything else um but i think i guess like the most recent project that I did was the uh, Everything's for Sale by Boogie. I had a couple of uh, placements on there, um, mainly guitar and bass work. Um, you know, that's kind of mainly my thing. It's like instrumentation and people usually add drums. And You did your own project too. Uh, get into the process of working on your own project because I think that's something that is a pretty big feat to be an engineer. I mean, you guys are both engineers slash producers. Mm-hmm. Working on your own project, what are some of the differences that you think that you have to deal with as apart from working on somebody else's music? I think, I mean, shit. Yeah, it's stuck on there. I'm not sure Taking, uh, I think taking the back seat uh, when you work with somebody else is important and just kind of like uh, being aware of what like the vision is and like where they're trying to go and how you can like fill in and and complement that and supplement that in whatever way possible. Um, but working on your own project, I think like it's a lot more self-serving in a way. Like you can be a lot more selfish and be a lot. You can take up as much time as you want, you know, and be a lot more left field if you want to be more left field. Um, yeah, you just have more control over everything. But I do enjoy the different aspects and like the whole spectrum. Yeah, I agree with you, Sean. For real. Uh for me working on my project it's like you know i'm a perfectionist so what i want the bar is just so high because of the people i've been around and what i want it to sound like so when i'm working on my music i want it to just be timeless classic to where it could you know any time from here to the future you'd be able to play and it's still you know the same vibe you feel 
And uh, yeah, that's the biggest part for me when working on my project. I think a lot of people don't understand that being in the music industry, or, or most industries, it's like a service industry. We pretty much are at the need of the people that we work with. So when it comes to producing or engineering, we are at service of the artists that we are working with at the time. So I think that's pretty much a selfless position that goes <coughs> underrated. A lot yeah. of people take for granted. Yeah, it's not a lot of artists. Um, that give that recognition to the producers or the engineers that are working Big on their project. Big part of the process. And that's pretty much like the key element to all the music that we hear today, all the things that we see today. Yeah, without the engineer and the producer, a lot of these artists, your favorite artists, would not be what they are to you. you know? <laughs> it would be a, a different experience. Yeah, so I mean, all right, um, I want to be able to, from here, I There's guess. There's a lot of new music out too, by the way. And I think that's a perfect segue for us to get into some of the um, next topics. So what I want to do is speak about uh, what's your current favorite projects. Zelly, what's uh, what's going on in your your aux playlist? When you get in the whip, uh, I listen to a lot of Detroit niggas right now. Um, Babyface Ray, uh, Icewear Vezo, Child Detroit, Payroll, of course. And then, like, out of L.A., I've been listening to a nigga named AFN Peso. Um, besides that, honestly, I, I listen to the same old shit. I just keep it on repeat. And then I just listen to, like, a lot of old music. To me, it's old, even if it's, like, you know, three years, two years ago. I mean, shit, that's but still current. in this day and age, that's old because people drop five projects and like yeah <laughs> but how year. many of those projects do we even go back to i mean it's been so many yeah. albums that come out this year that i don't even Man. remember came out so you know future is always in rotation so high <laughs> off life <laughs> one of the best projects to come out this year rap okay yeah projects. so Corey, what you listening to me uh i'm on that well that just came out i'm really feeling the, the blast uh the love project, no love lost. It's a yeah. real good project. It's, a blast. it's short, but it does. It did its job for what he was trying to get across. Um, I'm listening to from the LA scene. I'm Blue Buzz Clan. I know everybody's on that way. They just started doing music too. Shout out to them, man. They got a cool wave going. Um, I like Bino. I like uh, um, Shoreline. I like um, really uh, Phoenix flexing, man. He just separated from Shoreline and he got his own solo sh uh, project going. I think he got a real potential to to do his own solo act. Um, I like, you know, I fuck with Dolph. I fuck with the whole PRE, uh, his, the Rich Slave project that just came out that he dropped was one of the dopest projects for rap too to come out this year. So yeah, that's a little bit of what I'm listening to. Sean, what you listening to? I mean, kind of same. Uh, Bino blasts a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'll be seeing you on Twitter posting a lot of uh, Bino. Uh -huh. Bino yeah, fan club. It's. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy, man. Yeah, I think both of them. Um, What's some of the cool. some of the other projects that you listen to outside of? Because I know you pretty much have a wide range when it comes to music. So, what's some of the other projects that you listen to outside of just hip hop and R and B? Um, I mean, lately it's been pretty. I've been pretty like LA focused, like okay. the hip hop scene. But I mean, I think a couple days ago I was listening to like some old Lauryn Hill stuff. Um, just think like the guitar part's really crazy. Because yeah, all right, so if you go on YouTube, or well, probably if you go on Sean Masukawa's YouTube channel uh, and you go deep, deep into the archives, you'll see some throwback joints of Sean performing <laughs> bass for I his. Got me by this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean has some performances out of himself playing the bass, and um, um, if you could look around, I don't know if you guys can see this on video yet. Uh, there's some there's some bass guitars all over the place. So, where do some of your influences come when it comes to um, playing bass? Um, man, I well. Well, how long have you been playing bass? Like 13 years now, or something like that. 12, 13. Professional. Because yeah, I was like nine, ten. Yeah, it's been a been a while now. It's kind of weird. Thinking now you pretty much are the go-to guy. So. You just recently, um, you, you play bass on Boogie's project, right? Yeah, I play bass and guitar. Um, like on Skydive, that Let's one was an interesting one. What's Lean up? Lean into the mic a little bit. Oh, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that one, uh, Skydive was interesting because um, that was actually like an instrumental on the skit on my one of my solo projects. And Boogie's engineer slash producer, Dart, um, 
listened to my project and like hit me up three days later and was like, what's that instrumental that's in the back of this skit? And I'm like, it's just some thing that I basically scrapped because I couldn't really write to it. And I'm like, you want me to send it to you? And he's like, yeah. Uh, so I sent him the stems. Uh, they redid the drums. Uh, it was really interesting because the, the chord progression is in 6-8 and they put the drums over in like 4-4 four, four, so it sounds like it's mm. almost like pulling. Time signature. Yeah, mm. it's like a really cool thing that they did um, with it. So they added some drums, added a bass line to it, but like the main guitar melody and like the synths, like the bells on it, um, that was like pulled from something. And then I played bass on a track on that same project called No Warning. Um, yeah, just like played a bass part over it, sent it over, and they chopped it up and kind of comped it. It's cool. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, even you even got a chance to be in a music video too, right? There was a there was a music video that Boogie did. And I remember that. I think you made an appearance in. If I'm, uh, I'm not mistaken. I don't think or was, I. Or was it like a promotional clip? We done we done several promotional right. clips. Okay. Yeah, those yeah. those are fun because like those are just like. What's the process like when you guys get attention to something like that? I, I just get up, hit up like the day before or some shit. They're like, hey, uh, can you come over? And like, because he used to live not too far from me, so it was pretty cool. Um, Sean is coming from the Torrance area. Shout out <laughs> yeah. to Torrance. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was really cool at that time because he'd just be like, can you, or like it'd be either him or one of his people would hit me up and be like, can you come over and play some, something for this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we'd like, I'd figure it out the day before and come over and we'd all together figure it out like what we're gonna do and yeah those were fun those were really fun ones do you um do you guys have any artists that you guys are looking forward to coming out with any new projects because right now what so far we've had who's released albums we had drake Mm -hmm. He released a, um, it's a it's a project. It's a project. It's like yeah. a mixtape. Yeah. I guess you could say we yeah. have future. Damn, I came out this year. Forgot little baby. I hear there's a future and um, a little Uzi collab coming out. Kind of yeah, they released two, two songs so far. They got a project. Um, I wasn't a fan of the second one. I liked the first yeah, one. Yeah, but I know they're gonna come with some heat if they drop the full length project. Right. Um, who else we got? We got Gunna, of course, with the one album. Yes, that was great. It's been a lot of music we've had. Who's some of the artists that you think? Or collabs that they've teased that you guys are looking forward to hearing from. That's super slimy too. Okay, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. featuring Thugger. Yeah, you That's know what? Go you know a project to touch on real quick that was kind of I felt I slept on that first, but the single was just so big that Slime and B with Chris and uh when and Thug man that Go Crazy song. Yeah, Go Crazy is starting to turn into a hit. I seen that. Yeah, like that. and it's classified in R and B, but that song has got a bounce. You know, that's like not really R and B to me. But that project, you know, I think people will go back to that and listen to that a little bit more. So kind of slept on a little bit the project. So I wanted to get into um, Zelly. You just recently. Well, not even recently. You put out. What was your last project that you worked on? Um, uh, it's called Make It Count. I dropped it, it in February this year, I believe. Yeah, February. Yeah. And that feature, how many songs? Let me see. Uh, uh, I want right to say it was six songs. Yeah, I want to say six or five. Now, what was sort of the process? You got fighting, fussing, Carrera. Devotion featuring Rob too, one of my favorite ones on there, and from London. And number five is Better Me. What was the process like for you recording this album compared to all the other albums? I think far as this one, um, I felt like I needed. I felt like I needed to put some music out because it had been so such a while. So a lot of the songs that were on the project were kind of like pre-recorded. I would say. And I just had to pick and like choose, rough. yeah, like which ones would be cohesive sounding together and uh, would like just have good transitions and would just mesh super well. And pretty much that's what I came up with. Okay. As far as the recording process, it was it was pretty simple. Um, me and Sean worked super good together. Set it up, should be knocked out in like less than like 20 minutes, probably like. Do you find that to be a common thing when uh, when you work with artists? Is it different 
based like a case by case basis. Some artists oh, tend to work faster than others. Definitely. How was it like? <laughs> and I'm, you've had that experience too. I'm oh sure. yeah, countless <laughs> nights. <laughs> and I've been with you. Hurry your ass up. He's been there. I've been with you to a lot of those yeah. studio sessions where niggas will come in, light up, roll up. We in there just and killing you might, time. You might not get a vocal laid down until the fucking next morning. Niggas ordering 20 pizzas. <laughs> that's, what it costs. that's what it takes sometimes. <laughs> so, crazy. so how was it for you, Sean, when you worked on that project, Make It Count? Um, what was it like? What was your experience like uh, being involved? You produced on the album too, right? On he that did from yeah. London. Yeah. From London, okay. Yeah. And uh, and he too. and with Rob, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out Rob too. Yeah, shout out Rob. Robert. <laughs> Rob, we, we're going to have to get Rob on the, on the Robert, next Robert, where's my beats? What <laughs> <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> shout out to Rob. But yeah, you, um, so yeah, you produced on two of those songs. Yeah. And um, what was the experience like working on that project? Oh, it was cool. I think it was like, I mean, he came in with a plan. It was like, basically just like making some songs. So right, because like, okay, you you worked on that project right before you went back to work, right? You was working at the time, or you wasn't working yet? Uh, I was working at the time, and then the day I started, um, talk a little bit about that. Where you work at? <laughs> I'm Your a, work uh, history, <laughs> long, long history, man. I have some <laughs> hardest working man in business, man. man. Uh, right before I, the day I dropped the project, I signed up for uh, my first day of truck driving school. So I was like, fuck it. I know I'm finna hit the road. Might as well leave these motherfuckers with something to listen to <laughs> in the meantime. Time because I knew in. once I hit the road, it was going to be hard to transition to making music. And um, I was like, fuck it. Let me knock this out. So dropped that project the same day I started school. And the school process, it was like a 28-day process. And then as soon as I got my license, hit the road. It was everywhere. Um Fucking California, Texas, not Texas, uh, Arizona, Nevada, just from California to fucking Arkansas. So it was a cool experience. And now I've been back for like the last two months. So it's cool. <laughs> this is one of the songs on the project. Vibe. I ain't trying to get hit with a copyright, so we're just going <laughs> to slowly fade this one out. But, yeah, you guys can find that. That's on Apple Music and pretty yes, much all Skate. streaming services. Um, Corey, what was one of the last projects you worked on recently? Well, last project has last project I worked on hasn't came out yet. It's me and Nikki. We did a project. Okay. Um, going to that. Yes. It's, uh, it's an EP. We did it. We wrapped it up a couple of weeks ago. She's been in New York. So back and forth. Um, it's a, you know, I think you heard one of the songs. Yeah, I heard it. It's good. Oh yeah, I was at the music video. Shoot. Yeah, she's shooting a video for it too, man. I'm proud of her because she's working too, and she's trying to you know pursue her music career. So, um, it's a starter. You know, I feel like after this, when this music comes out, if more people want want to get involved, it was just me and her, and it's another guy that was helping us. We was recording at the studio. Um, but yeah, everybody that listens to this, and she has a lot of like support and family and friends. So. I yep, think yep. I think you know for the next because this is like an EP, like a little small project appetizer. So the next you know the next project, the full length project, I feel like more people will get involved in. You know she has a very nice voice, and I think people will enjoy it. So yeah, that's the last project I worked on. But before that, um, you know I was working with like my homie Band Plays, working with Key Glock. Um, he got a few other artists that's coming out on PRE, uh, which is Dolph's label, um, and then. You know, <clears throat> another artist that we are familiar with, like Joey. Me and him did a couple of joints Child together. Joey. Uh, Joey Fats. Yeah, he's very particular. Long Beach. Yeah, yes, sir. The OG Joey Fats. But yeah. You know, so, rocking his hat right now. Yeah, I am, man. Cutthroat, for <laughs> real. Support black business. That's important. That's a different topic. Yeah, y'all got a chance, too. Y'all was both involved in, um, in the. Uh, when he did the walk, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it, was it, it down was, Atlantic? Yep. It was from fucking the east to the north. Uh, <laughs> Man. The longest walk I've ever did. And, that, and that was a big moment, too, because I didn't get a chance to be there. But shout out to Joey for doing that. Um, so what Joey did was he led a walk uh, to kind of unite some of the black and brown issues that was going on. I guess it was there was an incident where yeah. someone was... Yeah, it was um, a shooting at a... It was a... Um, uh, a corn man Yeah the elote man Yeah Got robbed Right And then and so A spark To kind of help Diffuse some of the issues That was going on in the community Joey kind of 
organized, organized led a, a walk, a, a peaceful unity. organization. Yeah, we yeah. had a Swift that came through yep, too. Swift, Swift, Shout out Big Swift, Rosecrans, yeah. Vic. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, Latinos, blacks that came through, supported the walk. And uh, we walked from Ocean to Artesia, man. So if you're from Long Beach, y'all add up the miles, man. <laughs> we did that. Imagine and walking from fucking Roscoe's to Jordan High. <laughs> and got that, everybody hunking all the way down Atlanta. Just like, like that. <laughs> and people was there. People and Savvy Savvy Third pulled up for real quick. He had said, what's up? And he support the shit. Like, a lot of people support it, Even if he wasn't there. If he posted it, the, the walk to other people can get informed. But yeah, like I feel like that needs to be more, you know, maybe not that, you know, extreme for that walk, but just more community uh, leaders, people getting involved to organize peaceful, you know, unity. And I, I think agree. what's more important is I think we need this is why I wanted the chance to for us to have this platform. I think a lot of us need to be working together. I yeah. think, you know, there's there needs to be more uh, involvement amongst artists, uh, whether it's producers, directors, photographers, um, you know, just everything on all all scales i think we all have the talent and we possess the ability to um you know promote that and display that amount of because there's so much talent in long beach a lot of talent. just within the 562 yeah. i mean oh, all the way to, yeah, to la i forgot about man another project that was really like giving man that uh take time project that was yeah. very good that's a good representation of the city too man and shout out bayou go by seven um yep. Was Boy. It's a huge involvement in that project um, from directing. And hopefully we get a chance to have him on the podcast, too. I got to reach out to him and see. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think just the whole the whole city needs a chance to kind of uh, revamp and get a chance to work together. I mean, we've kind of I think that's been one of the good things about CLS is our mission when we started was to try to, you know, give ourselves a voice and put our names out there because it was a lot of up-and-coming artists coming out at the time too um within the city of bellflower and lakewood you know we have um the whole 562 movement everything yeah and then uh you know just to kind of separate and stand make ourselves you know label ourselves as uh, our own movement and i think what's going on now in the community is it's still like a lot of clicks it's still kind of divided but yeah. I think we're kind of bridging the gap now. Zell, you worked with a lot of 562 artists, yeah. a lot of artists from L.A. too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's been a huge, huge uh, part of kind of revamping the, the old ways, the way shit was done. Yeah. And you we know? got we're in a digital era too now, so we're, it's, it's a little easier now like to put your music out there. Like You don't have to necessarily, you know, being a million dollar studio and all these other things you could just you know have a little setup at the crib right, we had CLS it was in the garage, the garage. Yeah. and we was making bangers <laughs> then we went to we went so we started from Zelly's garage to, which was to Palm Studios yeah we was going to, we, was, we was hitting studios <laughs> locked in like really locked you in know, with so some major key people in the industry too like they ended up becoming we didn't know at the time yeah. but they ended up like what was bro from uh, 300 he was uh, in the studio. Uh, we was with we was in the studio with uh, Geo, which is a uh, Young Thugs current uh, manager. Right? I believe it's current A and R three hundred. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's because Random. it's crazy because I remember he he made a tweet. He was all like, "I'm not tweeting again." To Young Thug is number one, and then when so much fun came out, that was number one. It's like I told you. Like, and I was like, <laughs> it took like what four years, yeah, five man, years. Was, it was crazy. That's the girl. I mean, yeah, that journey has been. We literally started out the garage, and I think Sean. That was pretty much one of the first times you came through the garage too, right? I don't think I ever came through the garage. I, he, was at he was around. The was he was, yeah. Okay. So then, all right. So once we, uh, <laughs> once Zelly eventually got his own apartment. We had set up another studio that was a Palm Studio, which you're talking about right now. Yes, sir. And then Sean, um, Sean was pretty much starting in, in production, right? You, had you worked with any uh, like rap artists? Or any? Uh, <laughs> I think the only like like kind of semi big thing I had at that time was the Aston thing, the Aston okay. Matthews thing. Yeah, but that oh, was, like, was like Aston. sixteen, yep. so it was like that one thing, and then like I kind of How did you and Zelly link up? Are you good? We can, we can keep on. Yeah, so you go. How did y'all even end up looking up? I think was it through like Instagram, Twitter? It was Twitter because I, I mean, I was just keeping up with like that whole scene at the time. Right. Long Beach in particular. I mean, LA in general. I mean, you had like you had a lot of shit going on at the time. Like you had 
TDE popping off at that time. You had right. Odd Future at that time. Yeah. You had um, Cutthroat Shit. You had Vince, Joey, and Aston at the time. Shout out Vince. Yeah, just seeing like everything. It was really cool to me, like seeing that whole movement, like damn near all around me. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, was was crazy. So like I was paying attention to all that, um, sending beats out here and there. And then I remember the first time we, I think we ended up meeting was at uh, Zelly Studio, well his apartment. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah, that was that was a fun time. You, we we had worked on, I think we worked on a project that night or a song because we mm-hmm. probably worked on a bunch of shit. How yeah. did any songs come out of that? Uh yeah, um, word of mouth and uh, word of mouth, word of mouth. Yep. Palm about? freestyle. Palm See, freestyle. Yeah, we did. Because yeah, okay. it's, so, <laughs> it's so effortless. Like making music is not hard. You know, it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. You're not having fun. And I feel like, like that's when the best music comes out. time. Yeah. The whole experience is usually just yeah. like. Usually the best songs come out of just fucking around. Exactly. <laughs> this is why I like to fuck around. <laughs> Talk about it. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. So um, yeah, from here I wanted to uh, just kind of get a chance to go in to some of the things that we pretty much covered on all the music related things. And on on future episodes, I want to get a chance to kind of go deeper into some of those stories. But um, right now, I guess we can kind of talk about some of the things that's going on outside of music. Um, what's what's some of the things that you've, uh, you know, been going on in your life, your, you guys' personal lives that's kind of been going on outside of music that you feel has had an impact on, you know, yourself? I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic Yeah, right we well, just the elephant in the room so, yeah. right off the rip. The coronavirus. It's COVID going Coronavirus! <laughs> so how has the COVID affected? Zelly, you working, you just started the truck driving. Mm-hmm. Has the COVID affected that in any way? Not at all. Not at all. That Many people know already. Um, I'm barbering, so I'm kind of here. I feel like COVID is... I mean, oh, I'm a barber student, so the COVID obviously shut down the barber school. So right now, I'm just currently cutting out the garage. I've been doing that shit pretty much since what high school shit 15 lane cuts yeah, yeah lane cuts so i mean i guess it ain't really affecting me too much um for so me man shit, um, so, yeah, what's going on this is crazy because 2020 this is my first time living on my own like moving out so being about myself like i remember when the coronavirus when they said lock up nobody leaves like unless it's necessary or whatever and I'm just like, damn, like, is this real? Like, it's crazy. Like, it's a coincidence. Like, I'm on my own now. And then now, shit, we can't go nowhere. Or, like, they still charging us rent and shit. And we <laughs> we can't go get no money. Like, right. that's what it was just like, crazy. Like, damn, like, this is different. So this is different to me, honestly, from this but point Because I noticed, okay, so you've been producing for a oh, while. Yeah. And I know that you've been heavily involved in, um, like, the leasing side of production oh man shout out to b-stars the number one marketplace shout for out beats. to b-stars and I, I know that you've been on b-stars a long time you've yeah. been trying to get me on it too yeah. a, a long time ago so but talk about that like is that a profitable income for you during this time or is Listen, that like man. something that's been if helpful? you making beats don't worry about placements and all that shit I'm, for you too sean you got placements but like if you got beats and you just got them sitting around and stuff put them shits online man because somebody's gonna find them shout out to um the biggest song in the in history billboard uh old town road same thing with him bro yeah. was chilling on youtube found the beat put it on next thing you know it's out of here it's number one like you know it's not we're not back in the days where you got to be in the studio that's the best experience to be in the studio with the artist but now with people uh, artists they don't have time to go to the studio blah 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 so they're gonna go on youtube find a beat record to at least it thirty dollars twenty five however much you charging but the little trick, the hustle is if you got 10 people leasing the same beat a month. So if you're charging $30 a beat, 10 times 30, you do the math, 300 for one beat, just one record. Now imagine you got 10 beats and you times that, you just keep doubling. I know people 16, 17 years old making six figures a year from their bedroom, from beats. That's how big the industry is. So... You just do the math. You gotta, you gotta invest in yourself too. You gotta go online. You gotta put gotta the website. Work. Yeah, yeah. So if you got time to do it, man, do it because it's money. The money is there. Internet money, man. Shout out to them too. So Sean, how how has the uh, pandemic affected 
your livelihood. I mean, you've still been able to kind of make your moves. I mean, shit, you've been able to get a new studio space, but <laughs> kind of talk about how yeah. that's affected your, your work. <laughs> so <more>. rich. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Rich. It's actually, I think, it's put me in the studio more. I'm about to put a money counter um, <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but you said you feel like it's pushed you more. Yeah, it it um, it put me in the studio more because I think well, more artists weren't going on tour, so like they. But I know just, for a long while yeah. too. You even took a break to kind of like slow things down. Yeah, I know man, you yeah. once the pandemic was, everybody pretty much didn't know how this was going to play out oh, yeah. and how serious it was. So it was, a, it was a lot of precautions going on. People had to be sure to be safe. Mm -hmm. This is back when, you know, you couldn't get toilet paper or paper yeah, towels. Yeah, people was fighting over <laughs> toilet paper. I was dropping that shit off to y'all. <laughs> hand sanitizer. I mean, yeah, he was going to pretty much have to be in a Royal Rumble if you went inside Target. But No cap, I've seen it. I know for a long time you, um, you pretty much wasn't having any studio sessions going on, right? At the Blue Room, no. I was doing sessions outside. Um, yeah, and doing them pretty frequently just because people weren't touring. Yeah. They had to stay in one place. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, they did Work. a lot of recording sessions and stuff like that. So working in the studio, do you feel like it's any different um, from how it was previously? I know that they probably do like um, like a limited amount of people. Yeah, it was. It was some really, quote unquote restrictions. Yeah, it was really weird at first. It was like, because when it's, we started like when it, kind of started creeping up and it started to kind of become news and then NBA shut down and that's when it got serious and then it yeah. was like mid-March yeah. is when it kicked that's when it was like quarantine quarantine ADD SBA hey like for real though I know an engineer that caught Corona from being in the studio oh, like man. dudes was smoking I mean, well we had a uh, slump thug right he, he caught the Corona who Sometimes. Oh yeah, but it's yeah. One of that's one of the cases. But I want to say he said that he caught it from being. Oh in yeah, the in the studio. Yeah, yeah. because he's got all these dudes in there in the studio. <laughs> it's closed and stuff. Probably don't thirty people. Yeah, everybody <laughs> coughing, no ventilation or whatever. And even even if it is ventilation, that shit circulating. So yeah, the and studios that, smoking that bullshit weed. Yeah, man. Yeah. Fake runs, passing, runs. passing <laughs> that shit around. <laughs> Fake runs. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so do you guys feel like? outside of music with the whole pandemic and everything going on do you think that um you guys' personal lives have been affected in any oh, other yeah. way hell yeah everybody's i feel like if your life hasn't been affected then like you must just have been already rich or something where you just don't notice <laughs> sitting in the house all day yeah you just yeah right. but for me like definitely um just seeing how Things are closed. You got to wear a mask to go shit. You got to eat outside. Like when they open that shit. Yeah, yeah so like it's hot. Shit. It's like 100 degrees outside, and I got steaming ass pasta in my face. Like, <laughs> it's just like. Flies right, pasta. What, I don't, what <laughs> I don't understand is they want you to eat outside. Right. You got to walk through the restaurant to get outside. Yeah, so you have to put though. your mask on to walk through the restaurant. But as soon as you get outside, the mask comes off. Yeah, everybody's outside with a mask off, except for the waitress. Doesn't make sense. It's stupid. What I want to know is this vaccine that they're supposedly working on is coming soon. Wait, so, okay, when the vaccine comes out, are y'all getting the vaccine? Fuck no. You getting no. the vaccine? I get it. If I, I probably wait a little bit. I mean, it depends stuff. on your occupation. Like, Honestly. depending on what you... Yeah, they got to put out a patch update or some shit first. Yeah, I'm not, certain I'm people like are going to have to. It's going to be required to go back to work, to go back to school and, like, certain things like that because they want to make sure everybody's vaccinated. Well, did so, any of y'all get flu shots? I've never. I've gotten. Got no, I don't think yeah. I've ever gotten. Have you ever? Uh, I got a flu shot. Twenty eighteen, going into twenty nineteen. I don't know if I ever got one. To be honest, man, I heard bad things about those things. So. I, I think I've gotten like the immunization shot. For I don't school? know if that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, for school. Yeah, yeah. I always exempt those. My parents they had bad experience. I think with my cousin or something like almost died from uh, immunization. So, and them shits is bullshit. Yeah, you don't know what they put in you, honestly. So. Okay, so moving on from that, I want to uh, kind of get into, just to kind of wrap things up, what's some of that advice, just some, you know, a piece of game that's been passed along to you that you picked up during the recent times, I guess in the past few months, or just something yeah. that's kind of helped influence, um, you know, your livelihood, your day-to-day -day workflow. Has there been anything new that you guys picked up on? Any new game, any new... <laughs> a lot of new game that's been coming out for as far as 
you know, during this Corona release. It's a, you know, everybody, if you're not on the digital wave or if you don't got a computer, man, or at least getting on, you know, and researching was all these different benefits they have now because of the Corona. Like, right. it's a lot of beneficial things for for people that you know don't have a lot of resources, go into detail. Hey man, you know SBA EDD. Shout out to SBA. <laughs> we could do a run on Fox for that. Hey man, they help Shout out to EDD. They helping brothers out. Yeah, the right? But no, no. On a serious note, on a serious note, it's a quote right here, man. What's well, not a quote? Somebody posted this. It said, "If you don't value yourself, then you will always be attracted to people who don't value you either." I felt like that resonated with me because I I do know I have value. Sometimes I forget. Everybody forgets sometimes, but you got to realize your purpose like in life and don't really, you know, associate with things that are not going to benefit you, you know, in the long run. Like people like we all like minded people like we have similar interests. We we have similar goals like in, as far as entertainment, music, whatever it is like. People, some people would be hanging out with people and it's like just to do it or just because y'all drink you know it's like you should be you know focusing on what y'all future should be like I think the good thing about this time is it's giving a chance for a lot of people to figure out what their interests are yeah. and um, just pretty much how to channel you know their passion and, and making you know a profit off of it I think you know for me personally cutting hair is something that I was doing I'm, I'm currently in school for it but I didn't really get the chance to kind of push it to the fullest extent or, you know, you don't really get the experience of having a full time business being ran. And I think during this whole pandemic, that has kind of been, you know, uh, tangible for me. Uh, having a lot of clientele, I've been working pretty much nine to five. I started working at Chipotle part time. To kind of help because things was getting slow. Shout, Shout out to Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> 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 and I was kind of doing that to kind of stay afloat. But once things started picking up with cutting hair, I was just like, you know what? Shit, fuck this. I don't, I don't have to be here. Man, Shit, fuck I can make a nine to five from the house. That's what I was. Yeah, man, for real. Like, if you could come up with your hustle with your homie, that's what y'all should be talking about. Like, for real. Like, you know, without having to go work a nine to five to another boss. Y'all right. becoming your own boss. Yep. I mean, because it's, it's possible. And I think we're looking around, being on social media, we see so many people that are making money. Not just our peers, but I'm just saying, like, in general, just like, you know, whether it's artists whether it's, uh, you know, just entrepreneurs in general, yeah. there's so many ways to make money. Yeah. And I think that now with social media, we have access to that. Yeah. And, you know, just being able to build your brand and, and reach out, touch the people, you know, because we have access to so many people working in music and just doing being an artist. We've come in contact with so many talented people. And, um, you know, people really look to us. That's why, you know, I like working with you guys because people really look to us to kind of cultivate um, some some of the current things that's going on in the culture. I think with whether even if it's not just music, you know, if it's just arts and photography, um, engineering, memes, everything. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you got. To <laughs> hey, all I'm gonna say is respectful. <laughs> so yeah, you know, and um, yeah, I just feel like this has been a perfect time for everybody to just kind of push their skills to the next level. Uh, Sean, what do you feel like has been some of the things that you've picked up on during these recent times and just that's kind of helped you on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys touched on some of it as far as like the entrepreneurship and stuff like that. I think that it's it's kind of forced people, it's kind of forced people's hand to right. find another source of go. And so people are like, might as well do something I like to do, right? And we've been on Call of Duty heavy. I feel like this is the perfect time for Twitch. Like, Twitch, for real. people on Twitch is making hella money. Yeah, man. Oh, for producers and stuff? Like, I mean, yeah. yeah anybody yeah, that you got viewing your shit, you got a lot of viewers. You if you money. got viewership, that is the key yeah. element. And, and to, a lot of people got to realize, take advantage of analytics yeah. on yeah, these social media platforms. Paying attention to those numbers. Man. I mean, even for me, I've been doing photography also on my page, just noticing the the increase and in the amount of analytics and being able to see that and see yep. what's the perfect time of the day to post. Mm -hmm. When's the time that, what type of people are paying attention to my post? Uh, yep. You can see from different regions and everything. All that stuff is important because I feel like running a business, these are things that companies look at. And you gotta be smart with it. Yeah, too. just knowing you know how to run it. But what's the purpose, man? 
what do you like you know posting to them if you got a business that's what would be a, a key element yeah. to to promote and stuff mm -hmm. you know just not some regular shit. like if you you know if we talking for as a business standpoint it's like look at those analytics if you have uh 30 percent male followers 70 percent female followers your common sense would be like hmm what could i give as a service to women since i have so many women followers right what type of things would they be into um ask some questions you know post on your story get some feedback and then just really tap into that following because it's right there in your face you don't have to you know back in the day they used to pay for these things and now we got it at our fingertips it's just it's effortlessly so simple and i like think a lot of people just kind of just take it for advantage yeah, i think being on instagram is kind of like one of those things you know you can easily fall into just oh easily just you easily you know just fall into it just looking on a day-to-day yeah. -day basis and just who got a new lambo truck sometimes this shit can get distracting like it, get, it can yeah. almost discourage you a bit just seeing how fast people are progressing but that's just instagram yeah and you know you can paint any kind of image you want on instagram yeah. even if you're having a good day you're having a bad day yeah you know everybody's business is everybody's in everybody's business pretty yeah. much if yeah, you want you your business to it. Yeah. right and it's, so i think it's yeah. important to to utilize those platforms for the right reasons right reason it's a lot of young women that's really took advantage of their social media platforms and made very very good income shout out to only fans <laughs> quarantine did it man quarantine radio <laughs> but yeah i mean no that's real though that's real and then you know just everything else that's going on so to wrap it up um i kind of wanted to just i guess give everybody a chance to give your closing words with, with some of the things that or just if you want to promote anything uh Zelly, we can start with you with, with some things you want to wrap up with i will say a quote that I would live by is do what you got to do so you can do what you want to do. That's a fact. Let's a lot of times we like procrastinate and take our sweet time and we drag things out and we only just stop in our own success. Nobody can hurt you but yourself. You know, You're you got to put yourself. Yep. You got to put yourself in check. A lot of the times, and it's like, you look in the mirror, got to swallow that pill, like, damn, okay, I fucked up here, I fucked up there. But you got to hold yourself accountable. And um, that's a quote that uh, I live by. So, as far as music, it's on the way. I got Yeah, everybody want to know what's, what's, man, what's going on. so many on. songs, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. I just got to... I just got to get my shit together and organize this shit and come out with a... You just talking about in life in general. Yeah. Okay. I got to get that together and then I can focus on the music because I don't want to give half-assed anything. Like my brand, I feel like people come to me like, damn, he's never put out no bullshit. I've always put out like quality, good music. So And that's important in music. Very I mean, important. Shit, anything that you're doing, yeah, it's important to stand by quality. Yeah. yeah, very important. So I'm like, you know what? If I have to take some time away from music to just get certain sh shit in order, let me do that instead of just putting out some bullshit where it's just like, eh, yeah, I'm not feeling that. And next thing you know, my uh, my damn stock market has went down as far as my music or my image that I have out there. So just take your time, you know. Yeah, man. Don't yeah. be in a rush. And not compromise. Sean, what about you? What's some of the closing words that you want to wrap this up with? Yeah, well, first... Uh, Congrats on your first episode. Hey, shout out to the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know. What is that? What's around on the phone? It's gonna be it's gonna be great to see you see progress and everything. This is a perfect setup, by the way. Oh yeah, this is working. Yeah, this is this is tight. We might have to steal this again or we we'll be so we'll figure it out. But um Corey, what about you? Alright, so for my closing words by a famous rapper. A OG rapper. If you stay ready, oh, shit. you don't got to get ready. ready. It's that simple, man. Yeah, it's law. All the benefits, all the blessings I had in my life is because I was, quick. I was prepared and I was ready. Um, this quarantine, man, this whole corona shit, I was ready for it. I was blessed to be able to 
have you know my rent already paid for the whole year man i had to stress about damn how am i pay rent? i know i seen people losing their shit like getting kicked fact. out like they was not playing they That's don't care fact. they want their money so yeah man stay ready you don't got to get ready new music is coming out by the way shout out to nikki she has a project coming out very soon trinity 333 i'll let her do the rest y'all follow her go keep on the updates on that but yeah and give a chance of uh I uh, promote your Instagram, Zelly. Starting with you, what's your Instagram? Uh, Don Zelly, D O N Z E L L Y. Twitter, D O N Z E L L Y underscore. Sean, uh, it's a long one. <laughs> it's my name, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Sean Matsukawa. Both Twitter and Instagram, S E A N M A T S U K W A. It's always annoying I have to spell out your name. Sean Santana. <laughs> a lot, you know. Also known as Sean Santana. Corey, what about you? All right, so Twitter is Corey Kell, C-O-R-E-Y-C-A-I-L. Instagram is C-O-R-E-Y-C-V-I-L. Somebody has my damn handle on Instagram, so yeah, I have to flip it like that. <laughs> but yeah, y'all find me. He'll tag me. And yes, I sir. guess I, I kind of wanted to close this up by just, um, you know, just saying, you know, I appreciate it. First and foremost, I appreciate all you guys being involved. Uh, this first episode, we still don't have a name yet, but we will come to that. We'll cross that bridge in a minute. But, you know, I just, again, I want to appreciate you guys for being here. Uh, shit, we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, we got history. And we're going to continue to keep doing this. We're going to keep running it up. Um, I guess one of the things I want to close with is just saying one of the things that I've learned in recent, you know, just in these past few months is shit, the only way to get something done is by starting. So, man, I mean, if you got anything that's that's you feel like you have potential in working in you just got to start at it it's just the, do it it's the do only it. way to only get things gonna, done yeah it's the only way <laughs> and, mean, and, and, nobody and gonna do it for you once you put that first foot down it's a cakewalk after that's, that's the hard. hardest step the first yeah. step is the it's hardest. hard it's hard not knowing what to expect mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people sometimes that fear is just something that's tough to overcome so yeah for me uh just if it's anything that you have a passion in, whether it's music, art, photography, whatever, you see me, I do pretty much some of everything. And that's Renaissance just, man. And that just comes from, you know, just having a curiosity and what my passion is um, and not being afraid, you know, just taking a chance on yourself. So uh, with that being said, I just want to give a shout out to everybody in the room. Shout out to Brandy also. Yes. Shout out to Camera my boo. And then um, just giving a chance to say thank you guys and uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, bro. CLS Podcast. Gang. That's probably like a three or five minute window where I guess it stopped recording. So